This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, what? Uh, I actually read All Star Batman. Did you? Yes, I did. Um, I I said as soon as uh, JRJR was no longer on the book, I would go back to it. So All Star Batman was a, a good looking book. I uh-huh. I just wish that I cared about the story more. What didn't you like about the story? Just overall? Or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the. I, I don't know. It's hard to really place it. It's kind of the style, I guess, of the storytelling. I just wasn't too into. Like the narration boxes and whatnot instead well, of the bubbles, or no, no, no I, I don't mind that. I thought I, I really enjoyed the layouts. I thought the way that the the narration and everything kind of flowed through the the story mm-hmm. was was really cool. But I don't know. It just it just didn't grab me. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely read the next one. You know, maybe right. maybe the story, you know, the pacing will pick up a little more. Right. But. You know, I, I mean, it, it's a definite, like I said, it's a definite improvement over <laughs> the first five issues. Jock is fantastic on the art in that one. Yeah, there's... I, I'm kind of with you. I, I wasn't really turned on or off by the story. But yeah. it didn't really, like, grab me, like, oh, well, I can't wait to see what the next issue brings. Yeah, I, I think that's that's pretty much where I'm at. That it, it almost it almost felt like it uh, wrapped up almost or could have been wrapped up in one issue, right? But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like I said, I I'm glad that it didn't um, that it didn't kind of finish itself off too soon. That I, I'm glad they gave the art time to breathe, right? In a way. But yeah. I mean, like like you said, it easily. I mean, they could have easily done what they did in an issue, and right. yeah. you know. But and the backup uh, story. The backup story the backup wasn't st- bad. Yeah. It just seems like it's dragging on too. Because what is it? Part five now. Five, right. Five or six. Yeah. And I understand that they only have like two pages or whatever each issue right but i don't know it's kind of funny that batman guessed wrong though (laughs) yeah oh yeah the world's greatest detective guessed wrong well i mean it has to happen sometime right well yeah yeah i i actually i kind of like that because it does show that he is you know kind of just a guy right yeah that even though he is you know i mean he's batman he's awesome Mm -hmm. that even batman can make a mistake now and again Yep, I agree. Which, which actually, it seems like that's something that they've been doing a lot of in Rebirth. You know, humanizing him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. throughout throughout all the different books that he's been in, that it's been, you know, he uh, with the whole Tim thing and everything else. Like, it's definitely, it's definitely making him more and you know a person than a than you know just like a. A super An untouchable character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can agree with that 110 percent because that's what it seems like. Like throughout the whole rebirth title, they've been humanizing not just Batman, but yeah, it seems like a lot of them. Everybody, a lot. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely nice. I I appreciate seeing it. Um, I guess I we could hop over to uh, Titans. Yeah, and and it's the same the same thing with Wally. How I I really enjoyed this issue with him. Um, and you know the whole the whole thing with Superman, how Superman remembers him. Yeah, because this... you know Superman is not from the same this same world as everyone else that it was nice finally seeing him instead of you know like concerned wally or confused wally that it was just him being him yep this whole issue this was like my favorite titans issue since it started again yeah it's like every everybody felt like everybody yep and the art was great for once yeah, I, I agree with you completely. That it 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 was a fun book. I like the whole thing when, you know, they have the woman setting up all their their business stuff and trying to get all the permits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, Well why you have a plane? Well yeah. And you have this oh yeah. Well okay, well now we need more paperwork. <laughs> right, know? yeah. But you know, it it was it was a lot of fun. Without it being like over the top ridiculous, <clears throat> yeah, or thirteen and under fun, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. That it's and like the Titans Tower, they made it look like a realistic Titans Tower instead of like a crazy T. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the whole uh, Roy and Donna banter back and forth. Yep. That you know. Yeah, I, it was like, it, well, just not just their banter, but that whole scene right there with Wally, also, you know, and he's like, "Well, I was taking aim." That's you know, yeah. <laughs> so it just it felt like a good-hearted start to getting back to the roots of what Titans means for everybody. Yeah, I mean, it like you said, this this finally it felt like the Titans that I loved when I was growing up. Yep, exactly. That they the way they all interacted with each other was great and and it wasn't weird. It was it was like how friends would joke around and talk with each other. Yep, totally agree. So uh I know I know we're short on time, so is there anything you definitely want to cover? Um definitely <laughs> Well, I wanted to talk about Titans and okay. we did. So and Red Hood Oh yeah, Red Hood. I would say between Red Hood and Titans was probably my two favorite books of the week. Hmm. You say hmm like that, but no, I, I does that surprise you. No, I don't think it surprises me. I mean, Titans a little bit because I it, this this issue of Titans kind of came out of nowhere for me because right. the the first arc it wasn't bad, but it didn't it didn't hook Grab me. You. Right, yeah. And this issue, like, really, you know, like a few of the books. I mean, Aquaman took me, you know, four or five issues to get into. Right. You know, Wonder Woman took a while. But it's the, this one, like, finally, I hope it keeps up the pace. Um, no, I, I enjoyed Red Hood a lot. That was another one that I thought that their, the interaction between all the characters was great. Um, I loved at, mostly the end of the issue when. Uh, Artemis is like, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do this thing, and you know he's like, all right, well we're gonna come with you, and she's like, no, he's like, no, we're a team, 
and you know we should be a team and bizarro is like yeah like i i just assume we're a team <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah oh, what because, it, well that's another point that we make is like we're they're actually humanizing bizarro instead of making him a big dumb yep character yeah so even though he has his backwards talk like bizarro does or yeah. whatever it's still humanizing him to i don't know i guess when i read bizarro it's like um i picture like somebody like john coffee from the green mile you know just a big hulking person right that might be slow-witted but not not totally dumb and nobody's home like they have always portrayed him to be yeah i I mean i think this is probably at, at least as far back as i can remember this is probably the the first time bizarro has felt like a person right yeah that you know that I've read, mm-hmm. you know, normally he's he's thrown in for like weird comic relief, you know, for an issue or two, right? Yeah, but yeah, I mean the the whole story, and of course at the end, you know, Black Mask is still still there. Um, I I also I, I enjoyed the the interaction with Batman and Jason, yeah, at the end where yep. they're you know, they're kind of explaining themselves to each other yep. and realizing that they both, they both really are on the same page. I yep. like when Jason's like, you know, you need someone to break the law. He's like, are you kidding me? Like I break and enter, I beat people <laughs> up. Like I, I break the law every single time I go out, you know? Yeah. Yep. And he's like, Oh, I never, never thought of it like that. <laughs> right. And, and it also, again, to revert back to that point, it shows Batman actually, doing one-on-one things with his pupils or yeah. you know former pupils i guess in this case but yeah the the one thing i'm kind of confused about with this timeline is i'm trying to peg how old batman is supposed to be yeah you know i i mean it seems like there's a lot of stuff crammed into a very short amount of years but I mean, yeah. even even in the flashback stuff with Jason as Robin, he's not like a little kid. He's kind of older, right? So yeah. I, I, you know, but I'm still trying to figure, you know, because Nightwing was there and Jason was there and Tim was there, and it's just it seems like a lot of stuff, and they they haven't really gone over how long everything was, right? Like in the New Fifty Two, it was really condensed and and. It didn't make a lot of sense how everyone right. it's, was it's, where they were. Right. It's like uh, New 52 happened sometimes with some pre-52 sprinkled in there. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like pre-52 with New 52 sprinkled in there. Right. Kind of yeah. like with Hal Jordan and the little Easter egg thing that we got in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you like that, huh? Yeah, I thought it was... I mean, I don't like the character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about Lobo being trapped in the little capsule, the New 52 Lobo. Yes. The emo Lobo. Yeah. Since I guess emo's the new word, the new cool word. Yep. Um, yeah, it was... It, it was a yeah, weird version of the character, <laughs> to say the least. Right. Well, it, it, I just like that... And it didn't even have to be just this week it was that little Easter egg 
But yeah. before, we've had Easter eggs of tons of things, you know. Yep. So it's not the first time, but those are like the fun aspect, nerdy parts of the books that I enjoy. It's like, oh, look at that. You know, which I thought it was, before confirming with you, I thought it was somebody totally different. Right. But it makes sense either way, really. And then after, you know, we confirmed it, it was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely emo, Lobo. Yeah. Which, and then Hal said, no, we're going to yeah, definitely it's be- better, on the show. Better not let him loose. Yeah, right. Yep. Well, and, like, is that... DC editorial saying that, or is that Hal saying that? You know what I mean? Well, because I mean, the it's, fallout for that wasn't very good either, right? I mean, it's weird because it actually brings up a couple questions that I had with what they were doing. I I like the strategy they came up with to break all the containers and release all of Larflees's stuff right. to to get him off his game, uh-huh. but. You know, I, I mean, they're keeping Lobo contained, which is okay, whatever. And they have um, Tomare keeping his world contained, Tomar so two. that uh, Tomar two, yeah, uh, so that they don't release it, you know, underground, and that that they can bring it back where it is. But all of the other stuff that he's been collecting, right. I mean, none of the hundreds or thousands of items would have issues, like, being released <laughs> from the jars where they were. Right. Which, I mean, it's Rob B., right? So yeah. those are threads that could be played on later on. True. As well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm, I, I've enjoyed it a lot, um, the issue. I The only... I mean, that's just, like, a little nitpick I had. The only actual... Pr- you know, semi-problem I had with the issue was mm-hmm. you have the Green Lanterns and the Yellow Lanterns who were gone. Well, the Green Lanterns who were gone, and then the Yellow Lanterns who kind of took over for the Green Lanterns for a bit. Right. And then you have Hal, who everyone thought was dead, Kyle, who everyone thought was dead, and two uh, Guardians, who everybody thought was dead, randomly show up in the middle of a fight and I get that they're in a fight with the Orange Lanterns. Right. But, like, you'd think that there would be a little more pause. When well, they're like, yeah. wait a minute. How are all of you people still alive? Like, it's, you know, no one says it's good to see you. No one said, like, well, kind nothing of. really. Because uh guy, guy was like, oh, I thought you guys were dead. And then John was like, "Oh, we'll talk about it later." And then right. guy was guy was like, "Well, the original team's back together. Hell yeah, let's do this." So, in the moment, I guess I could see where he was just like, "Hell yeah, everybody, the dream team's back together." But yeah, I understand. And like the bigger picture, there's going to have to be a set down talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I think you know the next issue I think is going to be not so much action and uh, yeah. And more, more setting up what's going to happen next. Yeah, especially since yellow and green joined. Yeah, that was very interesting. Yeah, to make lime green, I guess. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're ma- they're making sprite. They yeah. would be the sprite lanterns. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's it's another one that 
you can see, you know, you're starting to see a lot of the the threads coming back together. <clears throat> this week was pretty heavy on <clears throat> on decent books. I thought. Uh, I don't. I don't know yeah. if there's one that I actually like. Totally didn't like. Besides, like Justice League and Power Rangers, but that's technically not a rebirth book. So yeah, I I didn't get to that one yet. Um, the I I would say possibly my least favorite of the week was maybe the Flash. Really, I I didn't dislike it, but it felt like this whole issue was written and and I know that they try and you know there's always that thing like every comic is somebody's first comic right yeah but this issue felt like hey we are going to not really do much more than tell you a detailed history of all of these characters mm-hmm. you know without them ever actually showing up until the way 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 end yeah, I I enjoyed it though. I mean, like I said, I I, I didn't hate it, hate it, but I I think it was probably my least favorite. I can see that. I I didn't. Is it a different art team on this one too? On Flash, it, it's yeah. the the first artist again. Okay. I just I, I just say, forgot cause, the name. Because I noticed it, but I noticed that the art changed from the last issue, but it wasn't, like, jarring, like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah, it was, Again. um, what's-his-face, Giamandelico or whatever. Okay, okay. I don't know, I... I'm liking the Wally aspect of it, and I'm liking the whole Iris stuff of it, so... Right. And, I mean, look, you're bringing the rogues back. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm fully okay with that. Yeah. But it's like the way that it was done with this issue, it was, you know, it, it was another, I'm Barry Allen, I'm the fastest man alive, and this is, oh, these are the rogues, this is what they used to do, and yeah, you know, oh, they did turn good and they helped out with this, but they also did that, and sometimes they're good, but sometimes they're robbing a bank, and sometimes they're this, and, and like, it, it basically felt like the comic was talking to me, not taking me through a story. Right, I can see that. So... I am excited that Pied Piper's in it, though. Yeah. Because I, I think between, out of, like, the, I guess, well-known ones, he's probably my favorite rogue. Really? I don't know why. I don't know why, I just... That's funny. I, I don't think I've... I don't think I've ever heard someone say that before. <laughs> well... You know, I you mean, know he's how not. Weird I am, so. He's not bad, but you know, usually everyone's like, "Oh, I mean, for me, I like Captain Cold. I just think, you know, he's well, yeah. he's funny I mean, as hell, and he's a great character." Yeah. But yeah, I mean, none of them are bad. I I think they're all pretty cool, and I think it's that's the best aspect of the the Flash TV show. Right. Is when just like a random rogue shows up. Right. And I think that's why I lean more towards the pipe. Piper, because everybody always picks the favorite one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, you gotta show some love to the other ones, too. Like, right. even Mirror Master's cool when he's used, right? Yeah, I, Mirror Master's another I really like, too. But, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested to see where they go. 
because, I mean, like the last time... It, it was weird. Captain Cold was on the Justice League with Lex Luthor for a while. And they never... It, the best of my recollection, they didn't really explain why he wasn't there. Like, he was kind of Luthor's, you know, bodyguard security guy. Mm-hmm. And then he just wasn't. And I don't remember reading why not. Right. So I, I'm curious to see when he comes back what's going on with him. <laughs> and I like how they uh, explain that Boomerang's in the Suicide Squad now, too. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's which, true. Which, Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Are you digging that? Um, I have stopped reading it. Not, not because I didn't like it. Like, the first issue I wasn't overly into. But with everything else, I figured I would just kind of take the, the series, because it's coming out every week. Right. and just wait for it to be out and just sit down on like a Sunday afternoon and read it all mm-hmm. so yeah I mean I, I've heard it got better like that the, the yeah. second issue is better than the first and I guess this yeah. is four just came out four. this week right yeah hmm. and see and I I like that it's a contained event I guess if that makes sense yeah I mean, Suicide Squad proper issue that came out like dealt with it, but it didn't. You didn't have to read it if you're just reading the Contain event, or if you're just reading the Suicide Squad book, you didn't really have to, you know, read the mini either. Right. So I kind of like that aspect of it. Plus, you know, always. I know a lot of people hate, or at least a lot of people we associate with, like hate the drilling into the backstories all the time or painting the pictures. Right. But, like, the Suicide Squad, that was basically pretty much all it was. Yeah, you know, I I grabbed Suicide Squad to read, and then I saw, like, on the cover that they were talking about the Suicide Squad Justice League. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to – I'll set this one aside and read it when I read the series. But I, I kind of flipped through, and it looked like it was an older Suicide Squad team with, like, Lobo and stuff doing something. Yeah, it's basically Max Lord's te- team that he has now that's fighting the Justice League. Was oh, okay. the actual Was the actual first, Amanda Waller's first Suicide Squad team. Oh, okay. And then what happened with this, she considered it a success, and then tweaks had to be made. You know, that's what gave her the idea for the bombs being implanted in the head and right. yada yada. So, yeah, maybe I'll go read that one tonight. And I know, like, you're not hip on Amanda Waller's character, but, like, to me, she's fascinating just because it's like one of those hero villain type persons that's in, like, the gray area. Right. It still has the the mystery behind that um, everything's not pulled back and you don't get to see everything. So she still intrigues me enough to to where I want to see how this started or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that, that aspect of her character I definitely find more intriguing, you know, to see where she's coming from. Yeah, yeah. So... 
Well, the only bad thing I can say about this issue really is I didn't enjoy the art too much. It was more cartoony-ish, I guess, or I don't know. It looked like Fat Albert style, huh? Like Amanda Waller looks like Fat Albert's mom, and that, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's still like like I've always said is. As long as the story's good, I, I'm cool. Whether it's JR, JR, or you know, right? So, but hmm. did um, did you read the the Vixen Rebirth? I I did. What did you think of that one? Um, see, and that's kind of. I thought I liked it. I don't know if I would read a monthly of it or not. Right. But I really... I liked it enough that there wasn't much bad that I could say about it. But I also think, like, where we're going to lead into, like, when we talk about Detective, like, Jody Hauser does part of the story, which mm-hmm. she does a lot of um, empowerment, female empowerment type thing. Right. Like with uh, Marguerite and Batwoman. Yep. So, like, in the right hands, that character's cool. And I can, I can, read, I can read it and enjoy it. Like it is now. But, like, I don't know if... If somebody else took it over, if, it, if I'd enjoy it as much, I guess. Right. If that makes sense. And, yep. and I don't know if I liked it more than... Um, the other one shot that came up last week. Oh, the uh, Adam one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I I think I agree with you. It, Vixen's a character that I've never. I, I mean, I don't mind her, but I've never gone out of my way to seek out Vixen stories. So exactly. Yeah. So when when they announced, you know, these one shots, and I don't know, are they're not getting individual books, right? They're all just going to be in the Justice League of America thing? Right, yeah. So, Or that's under my assumption, anyways, is that we get the, the four, four one-shots and then... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, I don't know if I would read a book just fa- focused on her, but I enjoyed this issue. Um... I, I liked the, the backstory that they gave her. And, I mean, I'm not too familiar. I don't know if this is really her story or not. You know, in the past, like, she was right, a model. Yeah, yeah same That same went thing. into the whole thing. I'm sure it got modernized some. Right. I would say, because she's been around for a while, right? Since, like, the seven, late 70s? I think so. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I, I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed... You know the the story how you know she was being interviewed on the that TV show, and the girl comes yeah. out and she's like, "You're supposed to be helping people. Like you haven't, I've never seen you. You've never done anything." And it kind of sends her down the spiral, like remembering her past. And she's like, "All right, now I gotta help. I yeah. I have this thing that I've been ignoring, and I'm gonna grab this totem and become one with every living creature." Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of cool because, like the, the animals that she calls wouldn't be the ones that 
I would ex- expect her to call, I guess. Yeah. I, like when, when she, oh, uh, I wouldn't expect her to do the bear to sniff out or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the one that threw me was when she was jumping through the air and she called out for the dolphin to, yeah, to yeah, smack okay. the guy with the tail. Yeah. I was like, I never, never would have thought to use, you know, sea life not in water. Right. That, like, why wouldn't you use something else? Yeah. Like a gorilla or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or even an owl or something that flies. Yeah, but it, it was interesting. I, I enjoyed it, and I'm definitely... So far, the two the two one-shots leading into the new Justice League thing, I'm I'm definitely interested in both of the characters. Yep. So the, the one-shots are doing their job. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I think uh, this issue of Action Comics uh-huh. was probably my favorite in a while. I, I, I've been enjoying this arc a bit, but mm-hmm. action was kind of, it was kind of falling off a little bit for me when, yeah. you know, for like the I guess the middle arc out of the three so far uh-huh. but I thought this issue where you know, uh, obviously Superman you know, comes back to the defense of Lex saying, you know, I, I get that maybe he's a horrible person but I'm still not just going to let you kill him Right, and then them trying to boom, boom away, and mm-hmm. ending up, you know, where they they mess with the boom tube, yep. and send them to, you know, a planet where he is depowered and Lex is screwed, and they're basically going to be stuck there. Right. I, I thought that the the interaction between the two of them was the best it's been. You know, at, that, you know that the best that it's been for for Rebirth so far. Yeah, that it's they're still they're adversarial, but they're partners. Yeah, and I think that makes it the int- the most interesting because a lot of the hidden stuff has come out to where, like Clark was doing backup on Lex to make sure that he was who he said he was or right. whatever, and this was like more of their first time one on one, I guess. Yeah, to where they can really hash it out the differences that they have. Yep, and, and then you sprinkle Lois and Jonathan on it. Yeah, you know their little sub story, and then and Clark showing up with their Chinese food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doctor Oz's agent. Yep. Which I don't know. That's just my crazy theory. I guess it might be. I mean, you never know. There's got to be. <laughs> it. It. I'm. I'm still very curious that they tried giving us those issues that sort of explain Clark, but they didn't explain him at all. Right. So I, I'm very... There's so many things in the overall Rebirth story that are very intriguing to me, and I'm glad that they're just kind of sprinkling it in, you know, here and there. Yeah. Instead of, all right, well, it's been, you know, six months, this is what's going on. And I do like the last, uh, the little, the little minute details of like with Lois, and she's like, "Oh, you're coming with me into the Metropolis because you know last issue yeah. you had a big ass party I can't, at your house. I can't house. trust you by yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you know, that's like any parent. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That I can't tell you how many times 
you know, I, 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 I have done I, something like that. <laughs> and my parents yeah. are like, all right, you know what? Yeah. You're going to come with me when I go and do these six hours of errands because I'm not going to let you stay at the house because last yeah. time I came home and there were a dozen people hanging out. Yeah. I lengthened the leash a little bit. Now we got to tighten it back. <laughs> yeah, it's... I know, I know we're, like, flying through this because, you know, I'm in my... 120th hour at work. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> because I know there's going to be some things that we are going to like hang up the call and be like, damn it, I forgot to talk about that or right. whatever. But um, There's really only like three other books I wanted to talk about. All right. Um, I think Deathstroke is still awesome. Yep. Um, Agreed. I mean... I, th- I think I said it last week when I was talking to Nick and Martin, but it, it's been one of my favorite books. It's been one of the consistently well-written, like the, the best-written books, I think. Mm-hmm. And then now you're going to give me Carrie Nord on art. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, just here, let me just hand you my money now and just keep it yeah. coming out. <laughs> well, since it's NFL playoff season, that's like a touchdown back-to-back, right? Oh, yeah. The book's awesome. Touchdown. We're going to do special teams, and it fumbles, and we pick it up and run it into the end zone again because Corey Nord's on art. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm all in totally, and I mean, I don't even care who the artist is. I mean, the art's been great on the book anyway, but yeah. I, I mean, I'm a yeah. huge fan of Carrie Nord stuff going back even when you know he was doing like Conan and whatever. Right, yeah. So yeah, yeah, and this issue was pretty good too because I I don't know it's just the whole mindset type stuff and then having um damn what's her name what's his daughter's name uh Ravager Rose Rose, Rose yeah. yeah showing her like the thug guys <laughs> yeah. coming up and <laughs> yeah and they're like oh you're not what is she supposed to be like Vietnamese or Asian, hum- ascent, yeah, I guess. Hum- Hamong. What? I, I'm not sure what country yeah. that. Yeah. And then, and then she like puts them in their place. So. Yeah, when she's like, you, you realize you guys aren't black, right? And then they all start <laughs> like yeah. harassing her, and she's like, all right, well, I'm just gonna knock you down. Yeah. I was always told then, you got the big weapons. It's just a distraction. <laughs> like two right. two swords in a video game might look cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then plus you add the Jericho factor into it also. Yep. Yeah. So, and he's probably like one of my favorite Titans of all time. I don't know why, but probably because... revert back to my <laughs> yeah, explanation like... for Pied Piper. <laughs> Pied Piper. But... <laughs> yeah. That one of my cousins that I used to read a lot of comics, it would be like there would be some random like I mean he was big into the X Men. And there would just be some random background mutant that would show up in like one issue of X Factor, and then never be seen again. And he'd be like, "That's my favorite. I I need to see them in a book." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because I talk all the time, and Jericho can't talk, so yeah. I was like, "Maybe." <laughs> um. Uh, what's the other? One? Uh, Batgirl. And the uh, Birds Batgirl- of Prey. And the Birds of Prey, yes. I I like that this new Oracle person is, you know, yeah, he's 
part of the team now, but he's also working against them, which is pretty yeah. great. Like we didn't see that coming? Yeah, exactly. And there, there was one page... I, I think I messaged you and said that I think the artist may may have made a mistake. Yeah. There's one panel in in there when the birds of prey are talking to the new oracle guy, and the panel has Black Canary talking to him, saying, "You know, I used to be the oracle. I used to be doing this. Yes. You know, yeah. but now I'm gonna pass it off to you." And that should have been Batgirl, Bat. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because I'm like, maybe I missed something, but I, I don't think that's right. Yeah, I, I even though like the reveal of this new character being Oracle kind of threw me back and disappointed me a little bit, I'm still enjoy this book a lot. Yeah, I, I think more more than I expected to. I guess. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Because, um, and like I, I'm enjoying books that you're not, you know, like for example, like Superwoman for, yeah, for Prime Prime number one example, right? <laughs> but like, but like for Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, it's like all three of those characters, and it's hitting on everything for me. Yeah, like with the Huntress, you know how she reacted when she found out it was her mom to Black Canary being like, okay, well, yep, you know, let's do this, and then Babs, you know, trying to figure out if Oracle is okay or not. Yeah, I, I like how she called the police there. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's like, oh, you didn't think I would have backup? <laughs> but it, I, I, it, it's another one that I think that the, the interaction between the characters as, as they're growing together has been great. Right. Um and and like you said, it I've had some some runs of the Birds of Prey, like when uh Gail Simone was on it. I I really enjoyed, but there have been others that have just been like, you know what, this it doesn't connect with me at all. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's not terrible, but I'm just going to kind of ignore it. But this this version of the book, you know, so far through however many five, six issues, I I've been enjoying a, a way more than I thought I would. You know, when when all the titles were announced, and it was, oh yeah, there's going to be a Batgirl, and there's going to be a Batgirl Birds of Prey, and then there's, and I'm like, hmm, it's I don't know why they're giving her two titles, but so far I enjoyed both of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that because like the whole concept of the Birds of Prey, right, is intriguing to me. So to actually have a book that meets my intrigue, I guess. Yeah. Is rewarding. Yeah, and I'm curious if Barbara is going to realize what this oracle is mm-hmm. and is kind of feeding him stuff. You know, to to trip him up or to trap him or something. Yeah, I can see that. Like where she's already two steps ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it wouldn't be out of character for her to be doing that. Right. So I'm curious, especially, you know, because obviously he's working for somebody that's, you know, that she's probably going to try and want to, uh, like, 
have them reveal themselves before right. they're ready. Right. So she might already be, you know, like you said, two steps ahead and like, all right, what can I do? How can I do this to get him? You know, to think but, think that we trust him and to have him go back to them, but I'm actually tracing information and doing everything else. Right. But on the other side of that token, too, we've already seen her, like, associate herself with people that she shouldn't trust, too, like Kai, you know, and the actual right. Bat, Batgirl yeah. story. So True. it could go either way, and it's believable either way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, she could be so caught up with the whole hell and the thing and everything else that she's letting some details slip. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to see where it goes. For sure. Yeah, and it's the, the same thing with, with Detective. Yep. That, yeah. I, I guess we're getting a Batwoman rebirth issue soon. What what gave you that idea? The, every preview, every the, comic came out this week had yeah, a preview had the, about it. The giant page <laughs> ad, but it it's weird that they would do a Batwoman Rebirth one shot and then have a Detective Comics issue that mm-hmm. felt like it could have been the Rebirth one shot. Yeah, and I I think that the people you know, that uh, who's writing. Who's writing Batwoman? Is it Marguerite it's, uh, Savage? It's Marguerite Bennett. Oh, Marguerite and, Bennett, right. And um, Tarion. So he's still writing Detective, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, they, they wrote this issue together. Yeah, So and that's how the one, or the solo book's going to be, too. Interesting. Okay. So, you know... <sighs> All the way up until I think I saw the solicit for maybe the second issue or third issue. Okay. That they were both still co-writing it, so so at least the like for him the foundation's still there. Right. As to where Marguerite does what she does, and like I was saying with Jody Hauser, like the the female empowerment thing. Yeah. To to make it feel right. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, like Marguerite on Wonder Woman, for example, or Black Canary, or whatever, would really feel right. But I think her writing style with Batwoman, and then like with him there to like um, keep her between the lines, I guess. See, I, for lack I, of a better term, I think she's a good fit for Batwoman because the last Batwoman, where she was like this weird vampire thing and what it was for me it was totally off the rails (laughs) you know so i i ignored most of it because i was like this this just does not make any sense right but i i think that she'll do she'll do a good job writing the book well see and that's the the thing with him being on the book too is like if she gets too totally off the rails then he's gonna reel her back in but i i think he's really there just because um because of the detective connection that maybe you know that he he has this vision for the character through detective that like this is how you know she she has to be for now right so maybe it's just you know he's only there kind of helping plot and she's doing all the writing 
Yeah, I can see that. I, I'm always curious when when multiple people write books together, how how it goes. Mm-hmm. Because I I think when just say like uh, Tom King and Tim Seeley were doing uh, Grayson together, right. it it seemed like maybe they were trading off on issues. Because I I think I saw one of them tweeting, you know, like people were talking about one of the issues, and they're like, oh yeah, that was, you know, that was a Tim issue. Right. And I was like, oh, I I guess, are they just kind of, okay, this is where we want to take the story, and I'll write this one, you write that one, you know, or or is it, I mean, obviously they don't sit together, but it's like they're both sitting at a computer, you know, one of them's typing, and the other one's like, they're dictating, you know. Right. And if it works that way, then it works well because then yeah. the story meshes together. But we've also seen to where it doesn't work well, also, and each issue seems like a completely disconnect of the last issue. Yeah, because I know you know Steve Orlando is doing that New Justice League of America, so he's been like co-doing the one shots, right? So it's you know it's kind of the same. You know, maybe he just has okay. This is the direction and the focal point, and you know, you now tell the story. Could be because Jody Hauser's coming back for Killer Frost, which I yeah. think that's the next one. No, um, the next one is the Ray. Oh, the Ray. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Killer Frost is the the last one, and then the it's, last one. Yeah, and then it's the Justice League of America Rebirth one shot. Okay. So what's what's another book you want to talk about? Th- those are really it. I think that's everything. Really? Yeah, I mean, because I I didn't read New Superman or Supergirl or Superwoman. Well, let me hit on Superwoman for a little bit because you sure. don't want to get. But to me, the reason why I enjoy it is because it just adds chess pieces to the Superman world, I guess. Okay. Oh, and like characters like Steel. And Natasha, that you're not going to see unless it's a team book. And so for me, that's that's one of the big reasons why it's it's almost like you know you got the Avengers movies and then you got the Netflix series for like the B list characters, I guess. Right. So it makes that world feel more complete. But at the same time, though, you're not going to see like the A-listers on the the TV shows. But yeah, but, you don't, but in but Superwoman, the, you know, uh, like, aren't you? Uh, has Superman shown up in that book at all, or not yet? Not yet. No. Oh, okay. Oh, he has. Yeah. But like, it was only like for a brief instance, kind of like Supergirl, the TV show. Oh, okay. Which we won't get into that rant because I don't have time for that. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, you know, it, it Lex is in there too, right? And then and then, um, but Lena's basically the. This issue was the backstory of how dickish Lex was to his sister, and the reason why she's came out as the villain and all that. So okay, yeah, I think the the last thing I remember reading was her being revealed as the bad guy. Yeah. So this was this was pretty much her, or I guess this was Lana, which is the red Superwoman, um, trying to free Lex from his little entrapment 
and him or her making her as in Lana making Lex tell her why uh, Lena hates him so much or could hate him so much I guess okay and so you know it's like I said it's just one of those off kilter things that it's not I mean it's set in the same universe but it's not a story that we get you know in Superman or action or right. whatever so but and the art's not bad on it so yeah I mean I, like I said I, I'm just not going to pick up individuals I'll probably grab the first trade right and see, which I could see I could see that as, see if like, it reads better as a full story instead of you know right and I can see that as like I can see how it could turn some people off you know right but yeah, I'm, al- I'm always nervous about books like that, that read really well as a trade, but don't read so great as individual issues, because it seems like, you know, once the first trades don't really even come out until they're already deciding, okay, we have to, you know, we're just going to end this series. Yeah, yeah, totally, which I thought, we thought was going to happen with Green Lantern. Yeah, but apparently, apparently it's selling apparently gangbusters. Yeah. Apparently we're just old, grumpy old men. Yeah. It, it, there's so much about that book that I like and that I want to see, but then it like half of each issue is garbage that I don't care about. Or rehashing stuff that they've told me 15 times already. Yep, exactly. So, oh well. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to cover before... Before I gotta go back in the hell. Yeah. No. No. Uh, I'm good for this week. I think. All right. Well, we hit on, we hit on some of my favorite things. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the out of all of the stuff that that I read this week, Flash was my least favorite, and I still liked it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And th- and I think that's like the whole quote me or correct me if I'm wrong, but like that's the whole consensus of the whole rebirth line since the get-go. It's like, there's been some things where we're like, oh, it's terrible, but it's not really terrible. We'll still pick it up and trade. Yeah. And then there's been stuff that's like hit constantly all the time. So. Yeah, I mean, the last the last couple weeks, there have been some books that I've been liking way less than I had been. Yeah. But, I mean, but- still, overall, I mean, I, I don't think there's been a week yet where at least half of the books... I would say, you know, I would not say that I enjoyed completely. Right. I and agree. and this one, uh, you know, I read, I don't know, 10 out of 10 books or so that I read, 10, 12, mm-hmm. they were like, you know, All-Star Batman was okay, Flash mm-hmm. was okay, but everything else I enjoyed. Right. You know, that's that doesn't that's happen a, too often. Yeah, that's a good assessment. Yeah. So... Well, thank you for spending your break at work <laughs> talking <laughs> comics. <laughs> well, I'd rather be spending it talking comics anyway, but, you know. Yeah. Well, now you can go back inside, and you can tell everyone you recorded your podcast, and they can all ask yeah. you what podcast you record, and then talk to you about comic books for the next hour. Yeah, no. No thanks. <laughs> I, gonna... I try not to let people talk to me anyway, because... <laughs> but it doesn't happen that way. 
I'm going to call your company and start asking them questions. <laughs> hey, can you ask Ronnie about uh, this yeah. this comic book character? Yeah, tonight's going to be horrible anyways because we have two part-timers and they're college kids. So uh, if it's questions that they don't know, then they'll automatically transfer it to whoever right? just because they don't want to deal with it. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode of Rebirthically. You can tweet the show directly at nlrebirthically. You can tweet to me at Aaron S. Bell, and you can tweet to Ronnie at ronbar316. You can email the show, uh, rebirthically at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Right? Sounds, yes, I think so. Yeah, so I guess... Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.